It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Hello, I am Moses Ikundi from Boya, Cameroon. Greetings to all. My question is about prayers and reading the Word of God. Some men of God have prioritized prayers over reading the Word of God and others have prioritized reading the Word of God over prayers. So I want to know if any of that has more importance or more reference than the other. And I want to understand at what stage of maturity does prayer become amusable? Because I know when we are in the flesh, prayer is boring and prayer is not pleasurable to us in the flesh. So at what stage of course does prayers become amusable? Thank you. God bless you. Hi there, good day to you. Trust you are all doing well. As for me, I'm doing well. Had a nice week, had a nice weekend, and I hope you too. Welcome to Ask Solomon Ray Podcast, your favorite show with your host, of course, myself, Solomon Ray. And thank you to the team working behind the scenes to make sure that we have this podcast week in, week out, at the quality at which we have it. Thank you very much, Gerald, once more, and thank you to all of you um, listening, all those who are asking questions and all those who are listening. I want to take this time out to appreciate sincerely those of you listening from Ashburn in the USA. Thank you very much for your massive support. And we can see that we have a faithful audience back there. Thank you for listening. But more importantly, I want to thank you for taking the time out to learn who God is so you can evolve your life for Him and in ways that are relevant to Him. Thank you very much again to all our listeners from Lebanon, Nigeria, Cameroon, the USA, of course, in other parts of the USA. Massive support right from you guys in the USA, from places that I have no idea even, but I know that from the back seat, we can see all that is happening in the USA. Thank you. Those who are listening in Ghana, those who are listening to us from Spain, Germany, Ireland, Singapore, Belgium, and many more. We are reaching out to 20 nations in more than one continent i think we are about four continents at the moment so thank you very much for your participation thank you very much 
through this podcast our goal is to seek to dissolve your doubts so you can perceive life and approach it correctly understanding your christian work with jesus christ and your christian living with others maximizing your time purpose and assignment for the glory of god and our lord and savior jesus christ of course let's start with a word of prayer Thank you, Father, for all that you keep doing in and through our lives. We want to thank you for sustaining us. We want to thank you for keeping us. We want to thank you for your grace and your mercy. We want to thank you for the power of your word. We want to thank you for giving to us your word, the very expression of who you are. Thank you for initiating us and for bringing us in to fellowship with you and to partake of your divine nature. Thank you, Father, for provision. Thank you for protection. Thank you for ordering our steps aright so we don't err and so we are fruitful in everything we do in and through every activity that we carry out daily. Thank you, Father, for the massive influence that you're granting this podcast, ever-increasing number, ever-increasing impact, and ever-increasing understanding in and through what you're doing through us and the sound of my voice. I want to thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you keep doing because all of these things are not possible because we are intelligent or because we are able. It's because you are able. It's because you are the master planner and the mastermind behind this platform and everything that we do. Be glorified as we start this podcast and end with us. And I pray, as usual and as always, that your voice and your word is going to find utterance into the lives of many here and in the future. I pray that as they listen, may they receive the understanding that you've granted me to see the things which hitherto they were not able to see, to believe in the things that hitherto they could not believe. I pray that as they listen, may these words that you're releasing through my body, through my mouth, may it usher them into vistas of mystery of your word and of who you are. Make them to be the pinion that you're going to use to lift up as trophies to show the world the integrity of your word and what happens to one who is faithful unto your word and is a practitioner of the principles therein. Thank you. Receive all the glory and the power and adoration. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you very much again for being here and let's go straight into the question for today. The question for today, as you've heard, is by Moses, who is in Cameroon. And this is the first time, but I think that the approach we're going to use for this question is to have two parts. So this is the first part, part one, and we're going to release part two next week because the goal is for you to get an understanding. So we're going to release this episode as we always do. Then part two will come to buttress everything and to give us the final part of this answer so that we take enough time to release the answers that God has granted us towards these questions and also to not make us to rush over information because beyond everything i always drive for understanding i drive for understanding as a teacher of the word so very interesting question this week as always prayer or the word of god what's the priority that's the first question we're going to be focusing on today and part two be focusing on at what stage does prayer become a delight that will be part two for the question that we're having today so part one prayer or the word of god what's the priority thank you very much moses for this question so the goal for this episode is not to say prayer or the word of god is better 
the goal is to drive an understanding of what prayer is, what the Word of God is, and to understand the function of each. I've said in one episode that the principle of order is to understand the function of things. It doesn't mean that the chair is better than the table, but because the chair is a chair, it has its place in your living room. Because the table is a table, it has its place. So by function, it helps us to give priority and the right ordering of things. Imagine if I take a table and put in front of the TV. It doesn't make any sense because I'm trying to show that the table is as important as the chair. The reason why the table is in the dining section is because it's a table is used for that occasion. The reason why I'll bring the sofa and chairs to the living room in front of the TV or in front of the library is because that is its use. I know as human beings like to always rank things and in terms of first, better or less, the best way to go is by understanding the function of things and that function gives room now to the right ordering of things. So that's the goal through this podcast we are trying to release. So the first thing is to understand what the word of God is. What is the word of God? Because we are trying to judge between God's word and prayer, what is the priority? So first, we must understand what the Word of God is. And these definitions are not definitions that I've copied from a textbook or from the internet somewhere. They are definitions that come from the understanding that God has granted me over the years. The Word of God, therefore, is the information system that is privy to God's order of life and living, which defines God's personality, His thoughts, His mindset, His attitude, which produces God's desires, which ultimately compels God to speak and act in a particular way with the purpose of fulfilling specific goals and plans for a predefined purpose. I'll say it again. The Word of God is the information system that is privy to God's order of life and living, which defines God's personality. That is, it defines His thoughts, His mindset, His attitude, and produces God's desires, which ultimately compels God to act and speak in a particular way with the purpose of fulfilling specific goals and plans for a predefined purpose. I know that's not what you were expecting. You were expecting or defining the word of God as the Bible. I have so much to say, but there's no much time for us to go into circles and expand these things. So what I'm giving here are summaries. Believe it or not, they are summaries. There's so much more that God has to teach us, but we have a limited time. So with that definition, we see that the word of God is the expression of the mind, character, and the ways of God demonstrated by Jesus Christ, who is called the word of God. So the word of God is not found in the letters. The word of God is a person. Let's read Revelations 19, 11 to 13. Revelations chapter 19, verses 11 to 13 from the New Living Translation. I read, 11. Then I saw the heavens open, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. 12. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no man understood except himself. 13. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. We all know what this verse is talking about, or who this verse is talking about, who is referring to. It's referring to Jesus Christ, and it says he has a name 
a name was written on him that no man understood except himself the day god made me to understand these things i tell you my dear brothers and sisters we should never be so comfortable to think that what we know is the final thing because god knows so much more and this is the revelation that the body of christ has to catch in this dispensation the word of god as a person the word of god is a person the word of god is not the bible from genesis to revelation that's a book that contains the word of god but the word of god written in the bible has the goal to introduce you to the person of the word of god the word of god is a person so never define the word of god as being the bible it's a very human way of looking at things the word of god is a person it's an information system that is privy to god's order of life and living which defines god's personality his thoughts his mindset and attitudes which produces god's desires which ultimately compels god to speak and act in a particular way with the purpose of fulfilling specific goals and plans for a predefined purpose so since we don't know god we have never seen him we can't go to him god comes in the form of jesus and the goal of Jesus, among many, is to show us who God is, is to demonstrate to us how God lives, how God thinks, how God speaks, is to demonstrate to us God's attitude, is to reveal to us the desires of God. So Jesus is the Word of God. The Word of God and God are one. My Word and me are one. That's what the Word of God is, or that's who the Word of God is. So what's prayer? I have a very interesting definition here, but we have to understand prayer in two different definitions. So I have what I call the junior definition, and we can see that where we understand the derivative of the word where prayer comes from. The word prayer in the Bible, in the English the version, King James and the rest, is from the Greek word prosyokomai, which is a compound word made of you know, two words, pros and yokomai. So that's the word for prayer. And these two words put together because pros means draw near. It talks of proximity and yokomai speaks of to wish. So prayer in the junior definition means to draw near and wish to God by prayer. You're wishing. You're wishing for something. You're praying for something. You're desiring for something. So that's prayer. And here, the potency of prayer is determined by the Christian's ability not to doubt what God has said. When you come to God and say, I draw near to you, and then you offer your request. The goal here at this level of prayer is for the Christian not to doubt what God has said. Because everything that you're asking, God has said something about that thing or about your asking in his word and has given us an attitude that we must adopt are you saying so the goal here is for the believer not to doubt and to believe what god has said irrespective so prayer in the first level of understanding or first level of definition is prayer is drawing near and making wishes or pleas to god but here we have a different kind of definition because prayer is like when you have a definition for kindergarten and a definition of the same word for those in the university or those who are professionals it doesn't mean that what the word changes you're trying to define things so that people can grasp it at their own level of comprehension so the highest level of prayer or the highest definition of prayer is to understand that prayer is a tool that christians have to commune with god intercede for all men legislate for the saints and reframe times and seasons to conform to the word, will, and purposes of God. Let me say it again. Prayer is a tool that Christians have to commune with God, 
Number one, intercede for all men. Two, legislate for the saints. Three, and reframe times and seasons to conform to the word, will, and purpose of God. To commune with God through prayer, that happens at a place of meditation. Where communing means you are not just talking to God, it means you are exchanging thoughts and ideas. Are you saying? To commune means we are exchanging thoughts and ideas. And that happens at the place of meditation, which is the heart of prayer. But when you are praying in the first version of prayer, you are just asking God, God please for a car, please for this, you are just asking God for things, you know, and that's for babies baby Christians. But now when we come to the place where we have grown, we understand who we are in Christ, we understand our place, we understand the authority we have, we understand the value and the power our words carry, we understand the mandate of the king, we understand our place in that mandate, we understand our contribution that we must bring to make sure that God's purpose in Christ Jesus be fulfilled in our body and through us in all territories for his glory. We pray differently. We come to understand that prayer is a tool not a magic wand. Prayer is a tool that God has given us that we can use to commune with him, exchange ideas with him, intercede for all men, supplication, where we are praying for the unbelievers, we are praying for God to have mercy on the unbelievers and the unbelieving world so the light of the gospel can get to them. And by that, we are praying for the servants of God, the missionaries all over the world, so that God can empower them, provide for them, and order their steps to go in the right direction to meet the right people. That's interceding for all men. And also, we are praying for those in authority and the kings and the presidents and the mayors and, you know, the district officers and whoever. We are praying for them because we know that when we pray for them, God is going to empower them to not have a corrupt attitude and work for the disservice of the people, but are going to make sure they provide an enabling environment so God's word can find ease and propagate easily that's interceding for all men then legislating for the saints this is where we are praying for the saints globally that the saints all come to a place of stature and maturity understanding christ who he really is and understanding who they really are in christ so they can be filled with all the fullness of god and we reframe times and seasons to conform to the word will and purpose of god the devil through his intrusion in the world has thwarted many of the things that God wanted to do, has thwarted many destinies and the destinies of territories. And they have done that, one of the ways to do that, following what many people were in the occult say, they rain down curses in the air. I have a teaching called the Prince of the Power of the Air. And they rain down curses in the air, rain down curses like words, words of curse, words of this. And that's why you can hear, I read one guy from the US who was in the satanic realm and now came to Christ. He said the way they used to manipulate and influence territories is by raining down words of curses. So you can find that in some territory, people are just walking in a particular way of perversion and deprivation. That comes through by speaking words of curses over the land. So what we do is to reframe the times and seasons. We recapture the atmosphere. We redefine and we sanitize the atmosphere to conform to the words and the will and the purpose of God. We reframe times and seasons. The Bible says the Antichrist will seek to change times and seasons. He will seek to change family lifestyle. He will want to impose a kind of way of doing family. But now we are there to release words, to reframe those things so they conform to the word, the will, and the purposes of God. We cannot create our own reality. We are not God. Our God-likeness is pegged to him being God. So our authority is 
shared and derived from him so i hope it makes sense so that's prayer and here we understand that prayer in itself is not potent and lethal it's a tool it's like fasting i said last time it's like celibacy in themselves they are not potent prayer in itself is not potent and lethal what makes prayer potent and lethal is the person praying the person's understanding and the words that are released by that person what makes prayer potent and lethal is the person praying. If the person praying is a baby Christian, the prayer would have the results of the nature of that person. If the person that is praying has grown in stature and understand who they are and the authority and their place in the world or the kingdom, their prayer is going to take the form of their nature and will have different results. So what makes prayer lethal and potent is the person praying, the person's understanding and the words the person releases. So that's about it for this first part. So from here we can understand already that the word of God is the priority over prayer. The word of God is the priority over prayer because the assignment of the word of God is to make us to become, to conform to the image of God. Meanwhile, the assignment of prayer is to give us a tool that we can use our authority to bring God's will to come to pass in the lives of men and in territories. But we can't pray correctly or our prayer will have less potency if we don't become who God wants us to be. I know there is so much drive about doing before being. Humans are so much driven by doing, doing and doing and doing. And very few of us are really concerned about being. But being is so important than doing because your being determines what you do. What you do is not greater than who you are. Who you are influences and determines a hundred percent what you do. So the word of God comes to address who you are and to transfigure us to make us to become the embodiment of God in the earth. So when we have been transfigured into the fullness of the image of Christ, then our prayer and our prayer life will have more potency. Prayer is a slave to who we are. It doesn't transfigure us. It doesn't have the power to make us become the fullness of Christ. That is the sole assignment of the word of God. Prayer becomes a tool that you use now like a gun to achieve something, alright? But that gun is at the mercy of the person who is handling it. I hope it makes sense. So the word of God has the upper hand, is the priority over prayer. But we might be tempted to ask, why therefore the disregard for the word of God? Why is that Christians don't value God's word? It's true. It's not like a personal thing I'm just saying. All my life growing with Christians and with non-Christians and attending services here and, and there discussing with Christians and even my own personal life growing up, you come to see that many of us Christians have a disregard. Not like we don't honor it, but we disregard it because we think that, oh, we don't understand what the word of God is. And I'll give us the reason for the disregard globally for God's word. Why is there a global disregard for the word of God? Meanwhile, the word of God is the principal thing. Jesus Christ in John 17 from 1 going down, he said, you sent me here, I came and I've released your word to them. That's the reason why he came, to release to us, to deliver to us the word of God. The reason why God left the throne and came in the body of Jesus was to give us the word of God. So let's look at a few reasons why there is a massive disregard for the word of God. The first reason why there's a massive disregard for the word of God is the effects of human nature and human wisdom. 
is in any order these reasons are in any order the effects of the human nature and human wisdom let's read romans chapter 8 from verses 5 to 8 and verses 12 to 13 from the good news translation romans chapter 8 from verses 5 to 8 and from verses 12 to 13 from the good news translation five i read those who live as their human nature tells them to have their minds controlled by what human nature wants those who live as the spirit tells them to have their minds controlled by what the spirit wants six to be controlled by human nature results in death to be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace seven and so people become enemies of god when they are controlled by their human nature for they do not obey god's law and in fact they cannot obey it eight those who obey their human nature cannot please god 12 so then my friends we have an obligation but it is not to live as our human nature wants us to 13 and the last for if you live according to your human nature you are going to die but if by the spirit you put to death your sinful actions you will live and i've read this quotation before in subsequent episodes but what i want us to understand is that what god wants to give us i wish i had more time but you can read job chapter 28 all that chapter what god wants to give us is his word what god wants to give us more than anything is his word what god wants to give you beyond money beyond healing beyond favor beyond speed beyond all the things that people are pressing for beyond anointing what god wants to give you and me is his word and because of the effects of human nature and human wisdom the effect of these two makes us to always act in ways which are contrary to what god wants so god wants to give us his word according to human nature when your life flows from your human nature and human understanding 100 percent if unassisted by the holy spirit you are always going to make the wrong decision that's contrary to what god wants in your life because the human nature is an enemy of God. It can never do what God wants you to do. So if God wants to give you his word, you are going to desire something else. Unknown to you, of course there are some people who decide not to value it. But unknown to most, we desire his word, but we don't choose it. Not because we are bad and evil, but because most of us are lives are still flowing from our human nature and the understanding of our human nature, which is human wisdom so by default we always choose something else because the word of god doesn't appear glamorous and it doesn't appear little and potent to give us the things that we desire so we go for something else we go for human wisdom human cogitation human wise things contrary to god's word i asked so many people that i train you know young professionals and the rest i said those of you who are in business and those of you who are looking at you know having financial gain and everything how many of you have read solomon's story and read his words how many of you and the session was quiet nobody really we hear about solomon but we have never really zoomed in to study his life and you say you want to amass capital you want to amass wealth and that god should use you to finance his work globally and you don't know solomon's story you have not read solomon's wisdom then what are you listening to we listen to the people that the world says are rich who don't believe in your god who are doing things contrary to what god wants and we study their lives some people say they have read i'm not trying to throw stones and saying that they are bad but everything but we can go as far as reading the biographies of all the rich people in the world which is beautiful but have you sat down to study the person of solomon bible scientists have evaluated his wealth to three trillion dollars one person 
Back then, his wealth has been estimated to about $3 trillion. Why don't you hear what he has to tell you? Businessman, listen to Solomon. Okay, and when you're done listening to Solomon, listen to Jesus Christ. Because Christ said, a higher than Solomon is here himself. So if you listen to Solomon, listen to Christ, number two. And I'm saying to make one understand that there is a high tendency for humans who are guided by their human nature or by their human wisdom to by default always choose something that is different from what God wants to give you. That's number one. Number two, the second reason why there's a huge disregard for prayer or the reason why we value prayer more than God's word is number two, it's a product of church traditions and traditions of men. Please, as I say these things, I'm not trying to stone anyone or throw stones. I'm giving you what I'm receiving by the Spirit and also what God has helped me to understand over the years and has taught me personally. Alright, so it's not about throwing stones. Far be it for me to do that. So number two is the disregard of the Word of God is a product of church traditions and traditions of men. Let's read Matthew 15, 1-6 from the New Living Translation. Matthew chapter 15 from verses 1-6 to 6 from the New Living Translation. 1. It reads, Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. Take note of who are those who are coming. The Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, 2. Why do your disciples disobey our age-old traditions? Our. They didn't say God's. Our. Why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. 3. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For, for instance, God says, Honor your father and your mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. 5. But you say, It is alright for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. 6. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. And in all fairness, in this case, people were just dubious. The Pharisees were dubious. They knew what they were saying. They were doing all of that for personal gain and to have more money. But in all fairness, this particular aspect, this particular point, for the majority of the cases, is not out of a dubious place, a place to amass wealth or a place to coerce the people of God for personal gain. Here's a place of, you know, I can call it the deception of results. So let me put it this way. I'm a founder of a church. God has called me, of course. And because of the way I'm doing my things, as believed to be led by God, from the way I understand God and I perceive Him, I'm led in that way. And I have a level of success and results. I have, you know, my church everywhere in the world. I have people looking up to me and all of that because there is a grace that God has granted me. And now the way I do my things become a template that if you want to have these things, follow this route. That's why I call the error of results. I have a whole teaching on result management that God has helped me to unfold. I have still not taught it anywhere. I have many things that God teaches me and I have never yet released them to anyone. It's not because something is glaringly working. Does not mean that the way it was done is the best way to be done? You know, humans think in parts and we do things in parts. So, for example, God wants to give, I'm talking about money so that we can all understand. God wants to give me 10 billion francs. 
or God wants to give you 10 billion francs, for example. But because of the way I perceive him, which is a narrow way of perception, but because I'm devoted and I'm pressing for him, he honors my devotion and gives me $1 million. So because I've been in a place where I don't know what a $100,000 is, I glorify the result of $1 million and I build a fence around it and I make it to be a doctrine that look at my results and I will not be wrong. I'm having results of $1 million but what I'm not seeing is what God wanted to give me, is what God wanted to release into my life which was $10 billion. So because people are seeing $1 million, they now start celebrating me and create a whole doctrine around my error. Are you saying? That's the deception of error. Because something is working, it means it's the way. And because of that, we find many Christians stuck in one way of doing things because they are trying to be loyal to the person and all of that and they are camped there. And in camping there, they forfeit that which God really had for them, which is far beyond what they could think or imagine. That's the deception of results. That's the product of church traditions and the tradition of men. Oh, because our father in the house, our pastor has been doing this for 20 years this way and he has had this result, it means this is the way it should be. And by so doing, we are glorifying the tradition that has come from me and we are negating what God really wants to give us. Number three, the third reason why the word of God is not valorized to its right place and prayer seems to be the main thing that is driving people is the lack of wisdom, leading to poor judgment and poor decisions. Let's read Proverbs 8 verse 12. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 12 from the CEV Bible. I am, now this is wisdom talking, it's just one verse. Wisdom is talking because wisdom is a person. I am wisdom. Common sense is my closest friend. I possess knowledge and sound judgment. Last week in our morning devotion um, session that happens on Mondays at 4.30 a.m. Cameroon time. That's GMT plus one. Last episode I said 3.30. It's a mistake. It's 4.30 a.m. Cameroon time. GMT plus one. And there I taught on the treasures of wisdom. And one of the treasures of wisdom is sound judgment, being able to discern the right from the wrong thing. All what I'm telling you now is a product of wisdom because sound judgment makes you to know that, okay, though this is good and has some results, but there is something more. Are you saying? Even though the more is very unpopular and not what everybody is going for, but sound judgment can give you that insight to decipher and to go for what is not popular because it is the right way to go lack of wisdom because there is now the thing for prayer and prayer that's what has been there since and we've sung many songs that valorize prayer more than god's word for example prayer is the key prayer is the key prayer is the master key jesus started with prayers and ended with prayers prayer is the master key that song has been sung by many people across the world and we have built an emotion with around it it has become a stronghold but prayer is not the master key the word of god is the master key because god says wisdom is the principal thing so get it and in all you're getting get understanding so if there's only one thing that you have to choose in this life. God says choose wisdom and wisdom is the word of God. Are you saying that's the product of church traditions and traditions of men? But we are at a third level where it's lack of wisdom. Because we lack wisdom and we are functioning by human wisdom and human understanding, we end up making poor decisions. We choose the secret over the Bible. The secret is a book. 
we choose the law of manifestation over the Bible. I see many times on social media Christians, they are saying, the universe hear my voice and I'm wondering where they got that from. Because it's unvoked now, it's more popular, you know, yoga is more popular and everything. So it makes more sense to flow in that direction. And we now pollute the sincerity of the word of God and the potency of God's word with our new age carnality. I see it many times on social media. You know, sometimes I even saw it somewhere, someone I know. I speak to the universe this week to bring all that is mine. And I wonder, who prayed like that in the Bible? Where did you get that kind of nonsense from? Did Christ pray like that? Did Paul pray like that? Who prayed like that? Who are you copying? Who are you listening to? It's because we are operating by a different kind of wisdom. There are three kinds of wisdom generally as information systems. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of Satan, and the wisdom of man. And the wisdom of Satan and the wisdom of man, they are sensual wisdom and wisdom that comes by just experience, mere experience. Because I'm feeling this way, I just do things the way I feel. Lack of wisdom. We lack good judgment. We lack discernment. We lack insight. So we cannot see that God's word is the main thing. Though he has said that in scripture many times, wisdom is the principal thing. So go after it with everything you have. One other tradition says that way. Wisdom is the principal thing. So go after wisdom with everything you have. We lack wisdom. So we lack sound judgment. We cannot decipher between prayer and wisdom and God's word and enable us to make a sound decision. And thank God Moses for the question. That's the reason why God is granting me grace to release these answers to you. So in listening, God is releasing one treasure of wisdom which is sound judgment. You'll be able to see things correctly. You'll be able to perceive things correctly. The fourth reason why people prioritize prayer over God's word is number four, the ignorance of who the word of God is and his value. Not its value, his value. Because God's word is a person. The ignorance of who the word of God is and his value. Many don't know who the word of God is. We know God's word is the Bible. So because it's the Bible, we don't see that it is potent. But God's word is a person. And because of our ignorance, we don't even know the value of God's word. God's word is the most valuable person to God because his word is him. If he devalues his word, he devalues himself. So when we say study the word of God, we are not saying study the Bible. We are saying study Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. I tell my mentees and those who I teach many times and train, I tell them that Jesus is the highest knowledge that we have to study. Like you study biology, you study cloud computing, you study data science, you study literature and all these things. Our assignment as disciples of Jesus Christ is to study Jesus as our course content. We study him. When we say study God's word, we don't say go and study Genesis or go and study Revelation or go and study Matthew. What we are saying is in studying Matthew, in studying Genesis, are you seeing Jesus and are you understanding him? And because we don't know who the word of God is, we don't have value for him. You can't value what we don't know. You don't value what you don't know. The first principle of valuing something is to know what that thing is. The fifth reason why we have the word of God being a disdain, not a disdain but is looked down as compared to prayer, is because it's a product of genuine ignorance. It can be just as simple as that. Genuine ignorance. And here's because wisdom is not an earthy thing. Wisdom is not from the earth. Wisdom is a foreign person that's coming from a different world. So, meaning that by default, if God doesn't bring you to him, you will never know who wisdom is or you will never understand wisdom. So, it means by default, everybody born of a woman is genuinely ignorant to the word of God. 
one time I was watching one program, I was just zapping on a, I think it's a music channel or some channel, and they were interviewing some people. It's a game, and they'll ask you one word or two words, they'll pronounce two words and ask you to choose, like in one second. And they asked this person money or wisdom. The person said money, of course, all the time. And the person was saying it with a smirk on his face and even laughing because we don't know. I'm not saying that to challenge a person, but I'm just saying that everybody born of a woman by default is ignorant about the word of God. We don't know him. He has to introduce himself to us in the right way so we can understand him. Let's read Job 28 verse 13. Job chapter 28 verse 13 from the Good News Translation. Wisdom is not to be found among mortals. No one knows its true value. That part of Job is a very beautiful chapter or encourage you to read at your own time. But it's just a part of it. Wisdom is not to be found among mortals. No one knows its true value. The only person who can know its true value is God himself and those whom God has helped to understand his word to the same level that he understands his word. But by default, we don't understand God's word. We don't understand wisdom. Wisdom is not found among mortals. It is not a product of humans. It is not in the realm of earth. It comes from a different dimension. It comes from the throne room. It comes from heaven as a person. So because it is totally estranged to us by default, everybody born of a woman is in total ignorance to who the word of God is and to his true value. Job 28.13 Wisdom is not to be found among mortals. No one knows his true value. And finally, we have the sixth reason why the word of God is not valued at its right potential or right state and prayer instead is more valorized than his word is because of the ignorance of the assignment of Jesus Christ and his strategy for complete dominion of the earth. I'll say it again. The ignorance of the assignment of Jesus Christ and his strategy for complete dominion of the earth. I have a whole lesson on the assignment of Jesus Christ. It's a very long lesson. So I won't start saying everything here. But I'll say this. The foundational focal point of Christ's assignment in our lives, in every territory, and his responsibility to bring the earth back to God's complete dominion, the foundational focal stage is we becoming, we becoming the full image of God. That is the foundational thing because if we don't do that, he can never, he will not succeed in his assignment. The only way he can succeed is when he himself comes and does himself. But if he relies on us to become him and then allow him to live his life through us and through our bodies, replicate himself in every territory so he can bring all the territories back to the kingdom influence of God, then he will have to do it himself. Without us becoming, Christ will not fulfill his assignment except he himself comes here and does it himself. The Bible says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit down at my right hand until all your foes are made your foot too. And I ask you, what does that mean? What does that imply? It means that Christ was mandated or is mandated to sit. And who are those to make all his enemies his foot too? It is we. And I ask the question, then why is he coming here to deal with the foes himself in Revelation? There are things I will not say here because it's not the right time for me to say them. There is an immense ignorance of the assignment of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying this to propagate myself. I didn't know myself until God showed me. It's not by study that I know these things. I just sit 
and this thing just download into my spirit those who know me will tell you i just sit and these things just come and i capture them by its grace and i write them down and i have them into lessons and like powerpoint stuff that i can teach people that's how i know these things i don't know because i'm reading a lot or because i'm powerful i'm not by his grace i'm powerful because he has made me powerful but without him i'm nothing you are powerful in christ because he is in you all right so i'm not saying this to 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 point some fingers and to make as if i'm the greatest i have the highest revelation no far be it for me to do that i'm saying that there is a gross ignorance of the assignment of jesus christ and his strategy to bring the earth back to complete dominion most of us want to go to heaven and i wonder where we got that theology from and I've read a verse in this podcast, in this show, a previous podcast where I told you about the assignment of Jesus Christ. I read a verse, but I have a whole lesson on that. The assignment of Jesus Christ and the strategy that he has put in place to bring the earth back to complete dominion. And one of the focal points or the focal faces that determines how everything unfolds is us, we Christians, becoming, conforming to the image of Christ. That's the focal point. If we don't do this, everything, every other strategy will fall except Christ himself comes and does it himself. Becoming, therefore, is the foundational goal for kingdom dominance on earth. Becoming. And in becoming, the most important thing in your becoming is the information that you consume. You want to become a doctor. So what information system do you confront your mind with? Can you become a doctor by reading accountancy information or accountancy notes? Never. Can you become a data scientist by reading nursing notes? Never. Can you become a dentist by studying things about geography or by studying things about data science? Never. So the most important thing, the most important component in your becoming process and journey is the information system that you allow your mind or you confront your mind to. And that information system must be the same as what you want to become. You want to become a pilot, you must read pilot notes. You want to become an accountant, you must read accountancy notes. You want to become a doctor, you must read doctor notes. You want to become a data scientist, you must read data scientist notes. You want to become a cloud engineer, you must read cloud engineering notes. You want to conform to the image of Jesus Christ, you must study Jesus. Let's read Romans chapter 8 from verses um, 27 to 29 from the New King James Version. Romans chapter 8 from verses 27 to 29 from the New King James Version and it reads, 29, read with me. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Let me read 28 and 29 again. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, number one, and to those who are called according to his purpose. When God called you, what is his primary purpose in your calling? 28. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So when God was calling you and when you gave your life to Christ, the first order of things is for you to be conformed to the image of his dear son, meaning you become his son, you become as Christ is. 
because it is only the Christ who can bring total dominion of the earth. Nobody else, not the anointed man, not the anointed evangelist or the anointed apostle or the anointed businessman. Mm -mm. The only person who can bring the earth back to complete dominion is the Christ, is the Savior. So we must conform ourselves. And the reason for that is so that we can understand who we are, we understand our authority, we understand how God thinks and acts, we understand how God talks, we understand how God moves, we understand the strategy that God has put in place to bring the earth back to complete dominion. Because that recipe is only known by God through Christ. The first order of service is our becoming. So we must focus on becoming. And I said, the key in your becoming is the word that you confront your mind to or you confront your mind with. We have been called to become the express image of God. So we don't focus on just learning, giving, learning, prayer, learning, these ones. Our main order of focus is the knowledge of God. We study Jesus. You want to know God, study Christ because Christ is the express image, is the visible image of God, the Father who is invisible. So I want to become an accountant. What do I do? I take accountancy notes and I study accounting. I can have a reference point of the kind of accountant I want to become. So I want to conform to the image of Christ. I want to become Christ in experience. So I study Jesus. I study him to the point where I understand him. I imitate him. I pray like him. Christ never prayed for speed or prayed for car or prayed for house or prayed for, you know, some kind of things. Christ prayed for the lost souls. He prayed for the saints. He prayed for the will of God. Those are his prayer points. Ignorance of the assignment of Jesus Christ and his strategy for complete dominion of the earth. Many of us are just living our life freelancing and anyhow, we just operate by principle, principle of giving, principle of prayer, principle of this, principle of that. And I'm not being sarcastic. But there is no orderly presentation. What is the priority first? Who are you meant to become? What's your life all about? And in order of priority, our focus is to become the full representation of God in the earth by conforming to the image of Jesus Christ fully here and now. That's what it means to be called according to his purpose. He calls you and you conform to his purpose in the calling, which is to make you to become his representation and to conform to the image, the person of Jesus Christ as he is in heaven, so are we in the earth. I stopped living my life as Solomon who was raised in Dwala. I stopped living my life as a Cameroonian. I stopped living my life as a European. I stopped living my life as an Asian. I live my life as God lives because I have studied Christ and I imitate him in everything he does. When you see your Christian life from that perspective, you will value God's word more than everything in the world. So I have a small question for you in closing. If, and you answer by yourself, you can write it down somewhere. But if you want to become a cloud engineer, what is your primary focus? Your prayer as a Christian or your understanding of the notes of your study materials? What's your priority? If you want to become a cloud engineer, what's your priority? Your prayer or your cloud engineer notes that you have to study. You answer the question and you answer what's the priority for you as a Christian, prayer or the word of God. So in conclusion, your becoming is more important than your doing. Therefore, prioritize your becoming so that all you do will be profitable and endorsed by Jesus Christ who is our Lord and Savior. Focus on becoming more than doing because your doing is slave to who you are. Your doing is a hundred percent determined by who you are becoming and who you have become. And we are called to become Jesus, to become the Christ, to conform to the image of Christ, to become the full expression of God on the earth. And for that, 
the word becomes our priority and we build ourselves to become the person that God wants us to be and we pray in accordance to that person that we are. We pray the prayers of saviors. We commune with God to have direction and to have his ideas and everything to give us direction and guidance. We intercede for all men. We intercede for the unsaved. We intercede for the government, for the presidents, for the kings, for the mayors. We intercede for them. So the territory should be peaceful and God's word can flow in peacefully and save the unsaved. We legislate for the saints, praying for them that we all come to the full stature of who Christ is so that Christ can fill the entire universe with himself. And finally, we pray by reframing the times and seasons with the word that come out of our mouth. Because where the word of a king is, there is power. We readdress the atmospheric condition spiritually in our territory. We release words and reprogram the spiritual climate of our territory, of your home, of your company, of your business. We do that. Only God, Christ and we can do it. Even angels can't do this one I'm talking about. Only God can do it and he has brought us into that order of life and living. So we have to function as him. We have to redirect, not recreate. We are reframing, we are sanitizing times and seasons to conform to the word, the will and the purpose of God. So for that, my brothers and sisters, we need to prioritize God's word. He has said it. Wisdom is the principal thing. So go for it. And in all you're getting, even if it costs you everything you have, get understanding. So thank you very much for listening and thank you Moses for this question and this is part one. So look forward to part two and please this is a very important question or these are very important episodes. So let's pray. Father thank you for your word we didn't know. We could never have known. Lord forgive us for how we interact with your word. Forgive us for the ignorance that we have. Forgive us because this podcast is only revealing our level of inconsistency and our lack of diligence in our devotion towards you. Lord, thank you for these answers. Thank you for your people. Thank you for using my body and my voice to speak to your people. Lord, thank you for everything. Lord, I pray for us all that as we listen to this, may they not just receive the information and the understanding. May they receive the spirit that empowers me to speak these things and to understand these things. I pray for your people that may you make them to become the very embodiment of what your word says. May you make them to be saviors in their families, saviors in their communities, saviors in their companies, saviors in their businesses, saviors to their children, saviors where they are in their countries, saviors in their continent and the world at large. Lord, make them to be so one with you that nothing fails around them. When they step in any arena, it doesn't fail. And because they are there in the company, because they are there in their business, their business cannot go down. Because your word is releasing your life in them and causing them to produce your realities in their lives. Thank you, Father. Your word is what we need the most. Teach us how to value it. I pray that may you, Holy Spirit, cause your people to so elevate the word of God beyond everything and cause them to spend their resources to enthrone the word of God in their lives. Getting valuable Bibles, valuable Bible study resources and making them to have a hunger for your word. And I pray for them that as they listen and as they study your word, may you open their eyes as you open mind. Open their eyes, Father. Make them see things that they never saw before. Make them understand things that before now they could never understand. Make them believe things that before now they would never have understood. And make them to be vocal 
to speak those things out irrespective of their influence and of their reputation because your word is supreme and everyone needs to know it thank you father be glorified in everything we do think and say in jesus name i pray amen thank you very much again to all of you listening and thank you gerald for your labor of love thank you moses thank you again to our listeners who just joined the community in ashburn in the usa thank you very much again and in the show notes you'll find contact details by email and in other ways that you can reach out to us to let us know how impactful this show is and if possible you can tell us which show has impacted you the most and share your testimonies as well if you have any and uh, we'll be glad to always you know receive them we receive a couple here and there and we are so empowered and gives us the drive to do what we are doing added to what god has given us as a duty thank you very much again god bless you and see you for part two i've been solomon ray signing out see you next week cheers love you all trust this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two, please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast, consider doing the following steps. Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. And step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms. Also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead and remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.